You know, part of that song, it talks about in that light that's coming to the world. That light that's coming to the world. You know, uh, um, you know, you've probably heard it several times throughout this holiday season. It's Christmas season if you've been to any um, pageants, so to speak, at school or seen any, uh, you've seen uh, Charlie Brown, you know, uh, you know, it's the, it's the, the Luke chapter two. Yes, Sebby, you, you can help me this morning, Sebastian. Sebastian, he's our, he's going to be one next month, so um, Sebastian's awesome. And so is Addie and our grandchildren, man. But in Luke chapter two, it's this, this famous scripture uh, in, in verse 10, it says, and the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Even if you've seen Charlie Brown Christmas, you've heard the scripture. You know, it, it's like, you know, this, this, I bring you good news, great tidings of great joy, which for all people. I'm so glad that he just didn't say, okay, this is just for the Jews. I'm, I'm so glad that he didn't just say this is just for the shepherds. I, I'm so glad that that gift went way beyond that moment. You have to understand that anything that God's done for you, or it's, 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 he is, it's not just that moment he's working, but he's working in every moment of your life, whether you see it or not, whether you hear it or not, or whatever's going on, understand that God still wants to work in your life. It's, it's good news of great joy for all people. It wasn't for this denomination. It wasn't just for this people group. It wasn't just for, 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 for USA. It, it was for all people everywhere. This good news, these good tidings that would bring great joy for all people. Say all people. All people. Man, that's amazing to me. This good news of great joy for all people. That he was going to, that this savior was coming. He tells them, he tells them what to do. He tells them what he's going to do. He tells them where to go, tells them why to go, go there. And then verse, uh, I believe verse 14, it says, they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Peace and goodwill towards men. See, a lot of times these scriptures, we, we can gloss over them because they become familiar, but think this is the angels declaring something from heaven, and he says, glory, the angels are declaring this. Yeah. The angels are showed up to all these shepherds, and they're, they're declaring this, and the shepherds are seeing it, and they're hearing it, and they're saying, glory to God on the highest, and peace, goodwill, goodwill towards all men. See, a lot of times people have this idea that God selects who he wants to be good to. There's not this, okay, I'll be good to you and I, I don't want to be good to you. I'll be good to you and I don't want to be good to you. It's, well, I, I like you and I don't like you. I, I like these nations, but I don't like these nations. God is an all-inclusive God. I mean, it's for, it's for all men everywhere for all time and it's goodwill. Goodwill. He didn't say an evil will. It was goodwill towards all men. So what is, what is being declared here by, by the angels, what's being declared here is God's desire for all men. God's desire for all men. The, the Christmas story, Christmas, is, it's not for me, it's not about celebrating a, a worldly uh, a pagan holiday or some sort of worldly holiday. To me, it's, it's celebrating life that is taking place on the inside of me. It's, you know... You know, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. If you didn't know that, uh, it's a surprise. He wasn't born on December 25th. It's not, this, whole, this season is not about, uh, about, hey, it's a particular day that he was born. No, it's about celebrating the life that came through him. You understand the nativity, the, the manger is a manifestation in the fulfillment of God's promises. 
It's a fulfillment of God's promises. This Christmas story, like I said, goes beyond some sort of pagan holiday or worldly holiday. It's about the fulfillment of promises. It's about the fulfillment of what God declared from the very beginning. You know, the Christmas story. You see, without the Christmas story, you and I don't have hope. Ephesians chapter 2, it tells us, it says that when you were without Christ, he didn't say God, he said when you were without Christ. It said you were strangers from God. You were strangers of the covenants of promise, meaning you didn't have access to the promises that were available. When you were without Christ, you didn't have access to the promise. See, Christ is what gives us access to the promises, amen? And it says that you were strangers to God, you were foreigners to the covenant, and it said that you were without God, and you had no hope, and you were without God. So think about that. If you're without Christ, you're without hope, and you're without God in the world is what it says, Ephesians 2. So when I'm without Christ, I'm without hope, and I'm without God in the world. You know, in, in Romans chapter 5, he talks about through one man's sin, through one man's disobedience, it said death came to all men through one man. Through Adam, through one man, through his disobedience, death came to all men. That word death there, another word for is darkness, it's destruction, it's misery, it's sorrow. So through what one man did, through what Adam did, we experienced darkness. All men experienced darkness. And this morning I want to talk about light. In the importance of light. Jesus is the light of the world. You see, from the very beginning, God has always had a plan for darkness. God is always the answer to darkness. In the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, it tells us, and it says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The earth was without form and void. If you go in and look at it, it actually means the earth became void. Which was, it became chaotic. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. What was the answer to darkness? Light be. Light be. The the answer to, to, to the destruction, the answer to the hurt, the answer to the anger, the answer to hopelessness, the answer to sickness, disease, the answer to oppression, the answer to hunger, the answer to everything that's going on in our world is light be. See, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, meaning it was in a place of chaos and the answer was light be. I could take you throughout the Bible and show you the importance of light. For example, in Exodus chapter 10, when the children of Israel were in bondage to the Egyptians and there was, there was darkness in all of Egypt, it still said there was light in Goshen. What does that mean? It means where the Egyptians kept the Israelites in slavery. He said, it said, you know what? There's still light. Even though there's darkness in Egypt, there's darkness in the world. You know what? There's still a light in Goshen. There's still, I still, there's still light. You know, David had a revelation of light. He said, when a host comes against me, when an army comes against me, he says, what? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light. David understood the answer to him being surrounded by an enemy was light. 
the prophet Micah, and we, we've talked about this scripture a lot. You know, it, when I fall, I shall arise. Yes. But see, a lot of times you, you, we stop there. Yeah. Micah says, when I fall, he says, though I fall, he goes, when I fall, I will arise. Now listen, he goes, though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Yes. Meaning the answer to darkness is light. Yes. Yeah. Through one man's sin. Through one man's disobedience, darkness came to all men. Go to Isaiah chapter 9 real quick. Isaiah chapter 9. And this is a a prophecy, a prophetic scripture about Jesus coming. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. It says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Now listen, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadows of death, now listen, upon them has the light shined. Now it's interesting he didn't say a light. He said the light. You see, if it was just talking about a light, it could be any light. But when he said the light, he's talking about a specific light. He's talking about a light that was promised. Though they sat and though they walk in darkness, they've seen a great light. Meaning even though they're walking in destruction, even though they're walking in a place of darkness and in the shadow of death, it says the light has shined, meaning the light has come. He goes on and the prophet declares some things, but really he gets down to what is the light? Verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. It's interesting. He says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Hallelujah. What was the end? He goes, though they walk in darkness, they have seen a great light. Even though they walk in the shadow of death, that light has shined. What's the light? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Those that walk in darkness have seen a great light. And this light, he was going to come in the form of a son. And it tells us with that son, he'd be wonderful. He'd be Counselor. He'd be Mighty God. He'd be Everlasting Father. He'd be Prince of Peace. Jesus is that light. Jesus is that light that came into the world to destroy chaos, to destroy darkness. He is that light. He is the hope of the world. Whether our world recognizes it or not, Jesus is the hope of the world. Go to John chapter 1. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. Jesus is the light of the world. Verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Now, in him was life. We're talking about a word, but then it starts calling him a hymn. In him was life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
You see, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. You, you, need, you want to experience life? Experience his light. If you're hopeless, experience his light. If you need joy, experience his life. You don't have direction, experience his light. In him was life, and that light was the light of men. Now listen, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. The light, darkness can't comprehend light. In the Amplified, it says the darkness could not overpower it. That light shines in the darkness. No matter what you might be going through right now or what you faced this past year, what you might be battling right now, understand you could be in the darkest place, but understand he is your light. Yes. Amen. The darkness can't overpower the light. Yes. That light is his life. In you, in your situation, in your circumstances, in your marriage, in your family. In him was light, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now listen to this, verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear, to bear witness of the light. I mean, he came to talk about the light. He came to get people ready for the light. Verse 7, the same came for a witness. I mean, John came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Amen. Think about that. So the witness was that all men might believe, that all men. Yes. Behold, I give you good news for all people, that you might believe. He, John de- came declaring something. He was declaring that this light is coming. He didn't come to talk about himself. He came to talk about this light that was going to produce life. The light that was going to produce in the midst of darkness. That life that was going to be produced in the midst of death. That, 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 that strength that was going to produce something in the midst of weakness. That, 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 that joy that was going to produce something in the midst of sorrow. Verse 8, he says, he was not the light, meaning John wasn't the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light, that what, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Hallelujah. Look at John chapter 8. You don't need to turn there. John chapter 8, verse 12, then spoke Jesus again to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Shall have the light of life. His light giving you life. What is is life? There's a word that they use, and it's a word, it's zoe. And and if you look that word up, all they can say is just the God kind. There's no way you can define it. They say, well, what is zoe life? It's just the God kind. It's just the God kind, meaning that there's, it, it's too amazing to put it into words. It's too amazing that we can't define it. All we can say is just the God kind. But yet, when we receive Jesus, knowing that he is that light, he produces the things that we can't understand. He produces the things that we're not sure of. It's his light giving us life. And it said, if we would believe, we would have that light of life. It's just believing. It's not earning. 
It's not about all your good works. It's not about how many notches you have on your belt of people you got saved. It's not about how many people you've ministered to. It's about have you received the gift? Have you received the gift that brings life? In John 12, read this real quick. says, I am come a light into the world. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I am come, verse 46, I am come a light into the world that whoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Meaning if I am abiding in his light, I won't abide in darkness. You know, from the very beginning from, of, of what we have, God's desire has always been to bring forth light in the midst of darkness. From the moment that man fell in Genesis chapter 3, he declared something. He said, there's one coming. He looked at Satan and he looked at him and said, you just did this. But I want you to know there's one coming and he's going to bruise your head and he's gonna, you're going to bruise his heel. When there was darkness upon the face of the deep, what did God say? Light be. When man fell, what did God say? Light's coming. Light's coming. God's desire has always been to dispel darkness with light. The Christmas story is a story about light coming in to our world and bringing us life. Amen. Amen. That's the Christmas story. That's the Christmas story. Bringing life. You might not know what direction to take next. You might not know, and you're just on this journey with God, and you're not sure where, where, where you're at in life. And you're, The thing is, he's leading you, and let his light lead you. Let his word lead you. Let that still, small voice in your heart lead you, because he wants to carry you into Zoe life, to take, carry you into the life that he has for you. His plan has always been to dispel darkness. In the Old Testament, he said, light be. When Jesus came, he was that light that would come into the world. But I want you to know, he will always be the light. He is the light that lightens heaven. Let me read this to you real quick in Revelations 21. Revelations 21. Jesus was the light. He is the light. And he will always be the light. Revelations 21, verse 22, the writer here says, I saw no temple in the city, for the Lord God omnipotent himself, and the Lamb himself are its temple. Isn't that interesting that, 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 it's, that God and the Lamb, it says they are the temple. Wow. <laughs> Didn't say it was some sort of place, but, but they are, they are the temple. In verse 23, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of the Lord did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light. Who is Jesus? The Bible says that Jesus is the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Tell you, He was the light that that destroyed chaos. He is the light now that will destroy your chaos and your confusion. And I'm telling you, He will always be the light. So we have to make a decision. Will you receive this light? Will you follow this light? Because Jesus said, if you follow this light, you'll have the light of life. Jesus said, if you believe this light, you will have that light of life. 
And the last thing I want you to see is found in 1 John. There's two responsibilities I, I want to leave you with this morning. One is to receive that light because it will produce life. And the second thing is we're required to release that life. We're required to release that light. Verse 7 of 1 John chapter 2. He says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past. The darkness is past and the true light now shines. Darkness is past and true light now shines. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. He that loveth his brother abides in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knoweth not whether he goes because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So there's two things. One, have you received that light? This holiday season, this Christmas season, receive that light that brings life. But the second thing that's just as important is are you releasing light? Are you releasing love? We, we often talk about the love that we receive from God and, and we're so grateful. You see the, the, the manger in this little thing that d- depicts here, it's the manifestations of God's love. And I believe the cross is the fulfillment of that love. Yes. Yes. And we talk about receiving his love. Receiving as we receive his love, we're receiving that light. But during the same season with your family, with your loved ones, your children, everyone around you, people you work with, people you go by in the grocery store, people that, that your neighbors, I want to ask you and challenge you, are you releasing the same thing that Jesus has released into your life? Are you releasing that light? Because it says if we're not walking in love with our brother, we're walking in darkness. So in 2017, the end of this year, 2000, let's make a determined decision that we're going to walk in his light and we're going to release his light. We're going to walk in his love and we're going to release his love. There's no greater gift that you can give someone. Yeah, we talk about Christmas presents under the tree and, and different things and it can become all about material things. But the most important thing that we need to accept is the love that we've been given but also release that love that we've been given. Because it's the only thing, it's the only thing that's going to bring life to our world. Father, we thank you for the Christmas story. We thank you that darkness shined in, that light shined into our darkness. And he came in the form of a a son, a son that was given. And this son would be our Prince of Peace. The son would be a counselor, the son would be wonderful, he'd be a mighty God. So, Father, we make a decision to receive that life. As Rick offered people an opportunity early, earlier, and maybe you're not sure about that or not sure about and you go home tonight and go home tonight or over the next couple of days and just the Holy Spirit ministry, something that came out of this morning 
whether through song, whether through the offering, whether through the message, if that ministered to you, just, it's just in your own time, Lord. I want to give you more of me. I want to give you my life. Yes. Because I, wanna, I, wanna, I want that kind of life. Yes, Lord. Receive it. Receive it. And Father, also, we receive that challenge that we walk in love with our brothers and our sisters. We don't want to walk in darkness. We don't want to be distributors of darkness, Father, in our world. We don't want to be a part of the, the problem. We want to be the solution, and you are the solution. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Let's repeat this after me. Father God, I receive your light. I receive your life. Continue to change my life. Fill me with your life. And fill me with your light. Fill me with your love. And help me release this life, this light, and this love into everyone I meet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Receive this word this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God's faithful. So this is a time of giving and gifts, but let's never forget about, I know it can be kind of cliche, the reason for the season. Don't, Don't let that become cliche. Make a decision to to allow God to become bigger in your life in 2017. Amen. And I believe that you will see amazing changes in your life as you give him place. Amen. Let's thank you all for being here today. Thank you for coming out and and, um, joining us for Christmas. Amen. Amen. Annette, will you come up here before we close? Just, uh, just think about God's faithfulness. Amen. Just think about God's faithfulness. Hmm. You know, I just have in my heart, I just know there's some here that are just, their hearts are heavy during the holidays, maybe through loss, maybe through childhood. But um, just, just know that his hand is on you. His hands on you. Thank you, Lord. And don't allow disappointment, discouragement yes. to overshadow the yes. gifts that you do have and the gifts yes. that you have received. Yes. Amen. Such a sweet presence here, such a peace here. Amen. You know, and that's our prayer is that you would go with this peace, that this peace would surround you yes. and comfort you. Next Sunday will be New Year's Day. We'll be having service as normal. We'll take communion and share some things the Lord's placed on on my heart this next year where God wants to take this church and what God's doing in in us and in this church. Thank you. But our prayer is that peace would just fill your home. Amen. Is there anything you'd like to say? That peace is Jesus. Amen. That peace is power. 
it's not a sleeping baby. It is powerful. I know when we think of peace, we think, we think of a, a sleeping, slumbering, peaceful baby, but Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is power. When he spoke over that storm, he said, peace, be still. Yeah. When you say peace, I want you to think of the cross. I want you to think of what he accomplished on the cross. And it is done. It is finished. It shuts everything down. It shuts the enemy down completely. It shuts him down. You want to kick him in the teeth? You want to kick the enemy in the teeth? You speak peace. You say, peace, be still. And you're saying, Jesus. You're saying everything he accomplished on the cross, it's done. It's complete. Yeah. And it, it, it produces the calm in that storm. Yeah. You see the yeah. prince of peace. It's interesting. Prince in, in the Old Testament was, it's like, you know, J Joseph was the prince of Egypt. What did that mean? He just didn't have this, this position where he sat on a, on a throne all day long. Prince of Egypt means he was the, the author and the <laughs> distributor of it. That's good. He, he distributed the food to those people that need. So when it says that Jesus was the Prince of Peace, he's not just the author of it, but he's the distributor That's of so it. That's so good. He's the one that created, creates it, he's the one that stores it, and he's the one that releases it. Amen. He's the Prince of Peace. That's good. And that's our prayer over you. We love you all.